I'm going to continue from yesterday, answering some questions that uh, I got a bunch coming in. And uh, so the guys who wrote me today, I have your questions. They're printed out. I'm going to get to them tomorrow. Found out if I'm answering too many questions in these videos, the videos get very long and drawn out. So for the purposes of a timely video where people aren't getting bored, we're going to address the remainder of questions from yesterday. And I'll get to the other ones tomorrow. Uh, and uh, there are some good questions. We're going to, again, attach the literature from where it comes from, the hyperlinks so you guys can click and read and see. So for the non-believers, you can read it yourself, okay? Um, so the first question I get is, um, I don't want to say names here. You know who you are when you read it. Let's see. It says, uh, blah, 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 blah. So for tints, it is a primary stop. Years and years ago when the Senate passed a, a bill on tinted motor vehicles, um, you would you would actually get, let me just make sure. I got the right thing. I got the right thing. That's many viewers. Usually more people coming on. There we go. There's four viewers. All right, make sure. So that's like a live street cop training and doesn't nobody gets notified, but people are sort of catch on now. Okay, cool. Uh, so tinted windows, primary violation, primary stop, state V. Cohen, 3-74 New Jersey, front windows, front windshield. They go off the administrative code from the uh, from New Jersey MVC where uh, they do inspections. That's what they go off of. That's what the, the court addressed in Cohen. You can read it, state V. Cohen. I'll put that in there. So let me put Cohen. So I can add that in, Cohen. Um, years ago, and when there's confusion about, is it a primary or secondary violation? Years ago, it was a secondary violation. Um, and then it gets changed. Now it's a primary violation. It changed. I don't know what year it did. I didn't do the research on it when the Senate passed the bill. But it is a primary violation. The only thing I can think of, if anybody else has any something different in Title 39, the only thing I can think of that's different that has a secondary violation right now used to be cell phones. Now cell phones became primary as well. Same thing happened there. Uh, is rear passenger seatbelts are secondary violations. That's so far that hasn't changed. Just the only thing I can think of, somebody comes up with something different or knows of a different secondary violation. Uh, yeah, Uncle Den is, is, is live, brother. Um, that's the only one I know of. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Guess nuts. <laughs> All right. Um, now, I know that I started speaking about State versus 4G on yesterday, and people are still confused on it. So I printed out right here, right off the website. Uh, and it's, it's, legitimately the, the case doesn't go have too many details in it but i've got highlighted the meat and potatoes of what's important here and i'm going to read a few guys and i just want to let you know i'm going to try to clarify as I, as I do in class um one of the this is what it says in the in the consent decree from the, the supreme court judges uh or is it so it's the appellate division or supreme court whichever one it is i think it's appellate division consequently entitlement to the exemption of touring privileges under 39315 cannot be determined until the registration credentials confirm the vehicle in question is owned by an out-of-state resident and properly registered there. This is for all maintenance violations and moving violations. Okay, The only practical way for that confirmation to occur is for the police officer involved to review the appropriate credentials. Accordingly, 39315 does not prescribe the officer from making a stop or the officer from requiring the driver to produce registration and drive credentials when a police officer reserves out-of-state licensed vehicle with an equipment violation. Plain language. Now, Ford Gion was a they were stopping a car for out of state, uh, an out of state motor vehicle for a light being out, but they address everything in this, not just the light itself. So they talk about any equipment violation out of state residents. Here's what they say: uh, 39.315 grants reciprocity privileges only to out of state vehicles that conform to the registering state's equipment requirements. See, see state, uh, see statement bill 512, passed in 1957. 
blah, 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 blah. Oh, let's see. Therefore, since the America, okay, let's talk about the lights there, but here's what, here's the, the good part at the end. Finally, and contrary to the trial court's viewpoint, regardless of the effect the statute may have on the right of a police officer to issue a summons to out of state vehicles, we are satisfied, uh, an officer, I'm sorry, we are satisfied with an officer in the interest of public safety can stop such a vehicle. Uh, so there you go. Like the question always comes up is, can I write the tickets? So my answer to you is it doesn't matter. You have the court case that says, it doesn't matter. We're not really determining whether or not you can write the summons. That would be for a court to decide. You would ask those questions, those pertinent questions on a motor vehicle stop. Hey, where is this vehicle kept? I see you have a New Jersey license. Hey, I know you, I've seen this car a hundred times in town. How long have you been living here? And you're going to build up your case to say, look, the car has been here for, for six months. It's supposed to conform to New Jersey standards. Then you'd be able to issue that summons. Um, I think it's 30 days or two weeks. I forgot which one it is uh, before you can get to change your address on DMV. Um, dude, I know, bro. I know, Rick. Like, where though? I don't honestly the stain, bro. I hate wearing white shirts, brother. Fucking like, just like one little brown mark here from like I dropped like balsamic beef. I'm really like, I gotta go meet somebody in like 30 minutes too. Have a meeting tonight. It sucks. Uh, he, Rick wrote, you gotta stain on your white shirt. Uh, dude, I keep it clean, brother. I keep it tight. I couldn't wear a, uh, a street cop training shirt tonight because I had other business to attend to, uh, this evening and earlier today. Uh, but, there you go. You just doesn't mean just because you can't write the ticket. Uh, I did look, dude. I did. Um, just because you can't write the ticket doesn't mean that it can't be written. You just have to do the research on it. Okay, so I think we're, we're good with that. I'll put the, the literature up here. Now you guys have it. There's no debate about these things. Like you can't go back and sit and debate with people if you can or you can't. Like, like just read it. That's it. Just read it. Fine language, English. Okay. Um, that one's done. Let's see. Got to Cohen. Okay, so guy asked me about PC and a motor vehicle stop, uh, and when a car is parked. According to somebody he worked with, they said, "Well, if a car is parked, you don't have PC." Wrong. Pay attention, would you? Christ, sakes, these people are freaking cockney idiots. I'm going to read it right on my computer. Uh, it's State versus Colvin, 1991. The automobile exception permits police to stop and search a moving or readily movable vehicle when there is probable cause to believe the vehicle contains. Criminally related objects also applies to parked motor vehicles. The rationale for this exception is grounded in the exigent circumstances created by the inherent mobility of vehicles and a somewhat lessened expectation of privacy in one's vehicle. See State versus Tina. We hold that when it, when without advanced planning, when police encounter a parked car and have probable cause to believe the vehicle contains criminal contraband such as drugs and have articulable reasons to believe that they that the evidence may otherwise be lost or destroyed, they may seize and search the vehicle for the contraband without necessity of a warrant. The ability to search a car does not depend on whether or not it's parked or moving. Just remember that it must be unforeseeable and spontaneous. And that is uh, a couple different cases here. We got, uh, I will, I will say versus Colvin 1991. That's addressed. There's other cases as well. Guys, if the car, let me give you an example. You walk up to a, a loud party call. The car smells like weed. And I'm going to give you the, I hate using weed as an example, but it reeks of weed. The windows cracked. Can you search the car? It's parked. It looks like somebody's maybe attending the party, came and parked that car there. Yes, of course you can. I mean, you literally could take out your lockout kit, pop the lock, and search the car. Go find You're not going to have to ask permission. It's inherently mobile. This changes when you maybe pull up to a, a house party, and here's a car that's, like, sunken into the grass. It obviously hasn't moved. It's like a 1985 Cougar. It's been parked there for, like, 22 years. Um, you know, uh, maybe it's up on cinder blocks. It's obviously not movable. You're going to lose the exigency there. 
tied in with the inherent mobility. So that's where we get our agency on a motor vehicle is the fact that it can move. So that counts for uh, motorcycles, mopeds, anything that can move. And I'm going to dare to say um, bicycles. I just have to read Title 39 to see how bicycles are classified, but uh, I don't know if it's a, they're subject to Title 39 offenses and uh, they're, they're mobile. So um, I would even dare to say that could even be the case as well. Um, again, that's that. Hopefully the answer, I'll attach the literature to it. You can read the case. You can show it to the people who are disagreeing with that. And let's see, the last one. Questions you can ask on a motor vehicle stop. Somebody is getting confused. Uh, and I said I was going to address this stuff yesterday. Uh, questioning of criminal history. If there's anything illegal in the car, blah, 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 all that stuff. What can you ask on a motor vehicle stop? Now, let me go back to my computer because i got to shift slides. One second, guys. If anybody has questions right now, I can... I can answer them just right in right now. Let's see questions. Let's see it. Nope. Nope. Ah, here we go. Here's the good stuff. First case, Chapman. I'm going to give you a bunch of different cases, guys. First one is Chapman. Safety Chapman. I'll add this into it, too. Let me write down Chapman. And if you're getting confused on this, don't. One, the first thing I'm going to tell you is stop worrying about the little minute details. I know you want cases to stick strong, but, um, you know, <clears throat> don't get too nuts about things. Of course, you can ask questions on a motor vehicle stop. And here's what Chapman says. Police, when they stop a motor vehicle, may request a motorist driver credentials, should advise the motorist of the reason for the stop, may run a computer check, and you may ask questions reasonably related to the reason for the traffic stop. Now, again, when they discuss this language in Chapman, they're talking about if you're running radar and you have no reasonable suspicion, if you come to my training or if we discuss... Uh, which I'm going to discuss tomorrow, more signs of criminal activity in a motor vehicle, uh, you're going to have more than just a typical typical traffic stop. They're addressing a Title 39 violation. Like They don't want you harassing people. But if you had somebody who was doing 50 and now dropped it down to 35 in a 50, switched three lanes when they saw you, all this behavior happened because they cited you as a law enforcement officer, that's different. You're building RAS at that point. So you're not going to be really, this is not going to be applicable to that, those circumstances. But as it continually says, inconsistent or contradictory answers provided by the vehicle's occupants, they then permit an officer to broaden the inquiry and ask more intrusive questions designed to confirm or dispel suspicions of criminal activity. Again, don't get too caught up in this stuff. Um, State versus Hickman. This question posed in this case by the officer was, you look really nervous. Do you have something on you that you should surrender right now? Any contraband weapons, anything like that? Defendant admitted to cocaine in his sock. He handed it over and... This is what the court said. When the police lawfully conduct a motor vehicle stop, they may question the occupants, even on a subject unrelated to the purpose of the stop, without violating the Fourth Amendment. So long as the questioning does not extend the duration of the stop. Roadside questioning of motor vehicles not transformed into custodial interrogation that must be preceded by Miranda warnings simply because a police officer's questioning is accusatory in nature or designed to elicit incriminating evidence. According to the court, the brief questioning of the defendant after the lawful motor vehicle stop uh, of the car, which he was the passenger, was perfectly valid. Now, I will tell you this, guys. If you are pulling a car over and it smells like weed because people can be arrested for the odor of marijuana, especially the driver, that's under state v. judge. It can be arrested under state v. judge, which turns into Pierce for 39, 4-49.1 for an apparent CDS violation. Just under Title 39, they can be arrested. And then we go right into judge where it says you can be arrested for smelling like marijuana. I'm sorry, we go into state versus George Myers. My advice to you, if you have somebody and you're going to be questioning them on a motor vehicle stop and eliciting, eliciting incriminating statements and it smells like marijuana read miranda right off the hop i would tell people 
Hey, good evening. I'm Officer So-and-so with this police department. How are you doing this evening? Hey, step out. Hey, look, your car smells like marijuana. Before I ask you questions, we proceed forward. I'm going to read you Miranda rights because you, you are subject to being arrested at this point. You know, say, hey, you are under arrest. Just because they're subject to being under arrest at this point, anything you want from that point forward, uh, you're going to want to read Miranda because if they give you statements that you're going to use against them, you may not need it. Miranda may have a challenge if they didn't give you a, they didn't give you uh, questions and, and in, incriminating statements. But if they do, you may have that suppressed because you didn't read Miranda and they were arrestable at that point. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. All right. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, in Berkham, the other court held that police officers are not required to give Miranda warnings to a suspected drunk driver before he asked him had he been using intoxicants. In State versus Toro, we held that a police officers observed a package on a foot of a driver stopped for a motor vehicle offense, which they suspected was a container for drugs. And they could ask what was in the package without giving Miranda warnings. Although police officer in Toro ordered the driver out of the car and frisked him for weapons before questioning him, he concluded that question was, the questioning was not custodial. A traffic stop is presumptively temporary and brief, and thus questioning incident to an ordinary traffic stop is quite different from a station house interrogation. Miranda warnings may not be needed. I'm sorry, may be needed, however, if you, the totality of the circumstances surrounding the case uh, would believe that somebody was uh, not, was like cuffed, put in the back of the car, and now you're asking questions. Different. You may need Miranda at that point. Okay, remember, custody plus interrogation is, is equals Miranda. So you don't need that on a motor vehicle stop, but the point where somebody is arrestable or is arrested, um, those circumstances, you're probably going to have to have Miranda.